The Lord be with you. And with your spirit. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Matthew. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus said to the twelve, Fear no one. Nothing is concealed that will not be revealed, nor secret that will not be known. What I say to you in the darkness, speak in the light. What you hear whispered, proclaim on the housetops. And do not be afraid of those who kill the body, but cannot kill the soul. Rather, be afraid of the one who can destroy both soul and body in Gehenna. Are not two sparrows sold for a small coin? Yet not one of them falls to the ground without your father's knowledge. Even all the hairs of your head are counted. So do not be afraid. You are worth more than many sparrows. Everyone who acknowledges me before others, I will acknowledge before my heavenly Father. But whoever denies me before others, I will deny before my heavenly Father. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Forever Young, or uh, I would say if you're uh, familiar with the band Alphaville, it might sound a little bit like, Forever Young, I want to be forever young. Right, there's this, this desire, this spirit in, all, in a lot of us right, to hold on to this youthfulness, to, to hold on to maybe what Christ says in our gospel today, like that fearlessness. Right? Fear no one. Do not be afraid. Maybe it's that, that vivacious spirit, that, that zeal, that maybe reckless abandon to follow a, a passion. Right? Some of us, I was, I was recalling this earlier this week when I was talking to a student about how I miss summertime a little bit. Right? As a kid, you never wanted summer to end. And there's that spirit that we all long to hold on to, but at some point in our life, reality kind of sinks in. It, it kind of hits a wall. And we realize that it's inevitable that we age. And a midlife crisis comes. Maybe we, we try to, to buy things to make us feel like we're younger, like we, we once were. But we even maybe reach out for things like anti-aging cream, right? Something to, to at least slow the effects of this aging process. But it's one of those things that it's just inevitable, right? Death and the process of aging. But what if it's actually death that keeps us young? If we think about it, right, if, if death and what comes after death, eternity, is our focus, then maybe that actually can help us stay young. As Paul reminds us in our second reading today, when, when sin entered the world, death entered into the world. He says death reigned, whether or not we fell into the very sin that Adam did. So with death reigning, we know as Christians, well, that's not the final answer. We know that Christ came, that he, he died for us on the cross so that we could have life and eternity. But do we realize the life that Christ desires to give us even now? Right? As Paul continues in that second reading today, he says, the gift is not like the transgression. There's something different. It wasn't just one thing that caused a permanent event. And the same is true for us in the death of Christ, right? Just because he died for us doesn't just mean we have to wait for eternity, and it doesn't necessarily mean that we're secure for eternity. Paul continues, the gift is not like the transgression. How much more did the grace of God and the gracious gift of the one man, Jesus Christ, overflow 
for the many. Overflow for the many. I mean, it wasn't just meant for the end, but this overflowing means that it's continually being poured out for us. Right? Christ came and he, he died so that even as we experience these certain deaths now, right? whether it be death to sin, we experience the overflowing of his mercy and confession. Whether it be the death given to us by persecution, he gives us the grace to remain confident throughout. And so he allows us to experience this now, and, and Jeremiah in our first reading experienced that. Right? Because Jeremiah says that God rescued the life of the poor from the power of the wicked. So this is something we want. We want this usefulness. We, we want to see God's overflowing grace in our life. So where do we find this fountain of youth? We look again to the readings. Right in that first reading, Jeremiah is, is getting persecuted. He's getting uh, attacked. Right? He says that line. He says that his, his, his friends, right? His friends are attacking him. He says, all those who were my friends are on the watch for any missteps of mine. They're looking for him to be trapped. But what does he do? Jeremiah remains steadfast because he says, to you, Lord, I have entrusted my cause. He starts with the belief that God will actually rescue him. But then that belief has to transpire to something else. As David has experienced the same thing today, what does he say? He says, zeal for your house consumes me. His whole life is ordered to eternity, to God's house. His whole life is ordered to God's will. He's entrusted himself to him and is beginning to take root and show evidence in his very life. And so that means then when we get to the gospel and Jesus makes this promise, we can understand that his promise can take shape in our life. Jesus says, acknowledge me before others. Everyone who acknowledges me before others I will acknowledge before my heavenly Father. And this doesn't mean thumping a Bible on a, on a chair out in the streets. No, to acknowledge Christ doesn't even just mean to acknowledge Him as your Lord and Savior, but again, it means like David did, to begin putting that into action. To entrust your entire life like Jeremiah did to the Lord. To acknowledge someone means to think of them, to speak to them, and to live and to act for them in a manner that matches your very belief. To live, in other words, in a spirit of integrity. That what we believe, that what we come to Mass for, takes root in our life when we go forth and we leave here. When Jesus makes this promise to us, He speaks then of eternity, but He also acknowledges that not all of us will acknowledge Him. He says, whoever denies Me before others, I will deny before My Heavenly Father. And so my brothers and sisters, as Jesus said three chapters earlier than our gospel passage tonight, he says, strive first for the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and all else will be given to you. If we keep death always before our eyes, and the kingdom of God on the horizon, and our zeal, our hearts directed wholly to our Lord, then it will yield the power of his grace within our hands, and we truly will have nothing to fear. Because God's grace is abundant. While it doesn't stave off the effects of our mortal bodies dying, what it does do is give us a taste of immortal living, a youthfulness of spirit that is more powerful than any anti-aging cream. And so may we then allow God's grace to consume us, to give us confidence as his disciple, to perfect us as a disciple, and to give us that confidence to live boldly, keeping ourselves forever young, 
zealous for the Lord and fearless as his disciples.